Welcome to Haven Today at Christmas time. Christmas time is a time for family, for celebration, and for one young boy genius, time for an invitation into one of the most exclusive clubs on the planet. The club is called Mensa, and young Yusuf outclassed Einstein to get in. Yusuf Shah is only 11 years old. He says everyone in his school in England tells him he's smart, and they aren't wrong. His parents signed him up for a Mensa intelligence test. Mensa is an exclusive group which only allows the top 2% of all who take the test to come in. Young Yusuf tested 162, highest possible score. Einstein? Estimates have put him at 160. Needless to say, Shaw is now a member, though his father reminds him, your dad is still smarter than you. Jesus gives us access to something better, his father, and it's not based on our performance at all. May we rest and rejoice in our Savior this Christmas. I'm Charles Morris, and this is a program called The First Christmas Songs. Christ was born 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem. His birth caused many to sing, and on our weekday series, we've looked at the songs of Mary, Zechariah, the angels, and Simeon. And on this program, we're going to look at Anna's song. Anna was in the temple the day Mary and Joseph brought the baby Jesus in to be dedicated to the Lord. She received Jesus as the greatest gift in the world, a gift so great, so fine, so full of goodness. She didn't need anything else. And then she told others about him. But before we turn to Anna's song, I want to share an album with you that's full of songs that sing about Jesus by Fernando Ortega. His album is simply called Christmas Songs. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. montage of music from Fernando Ortega's Christmas Songs album. This special CD is packed full of Christmas carols that'll point you to the true meaning of Christmas. And another gift we have that points to Christ is the boxed set of Little Pilgrim's Big Journey, parts one and two, for your gift as well. This is the sort of present that won't be forgotten in the new year, a perfect gift for the kids in your life. But let me say that we're having to pay for expedited shipping to make sure it gets to you before Christmas. So if you can, please include a little extra in your gift to help us cover that extra cost. Our number to call after this program is 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. Or you can go online and hear some of the samples we have there from the CD and make your gift at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And just before we hear our first Christmas song together, December 31st is coming up quick, and we have a very large goal we're trying to meet. May I suggest a way that some of our listeners may be able to help? If you have an IRA or a donor-advised fund, would you pray about making a significant gift to help us catch up? Feel free to contact us to learn more. Now, and now let's hear more Christmas music with Hannah Kerr. Oh, come, oh, come. 
Emmanuel sung for us by Hannah Kerr here on Haven Today and a program called The First Christmas Songs. Let me ask you a question. What do you want for Christmas? Yesterday morning, my wife Janet sat down with her cup of tea to spend time with the Lord. Her Bible was open in her lap, but instead of praying, she tells me she started obsessing about our neighbors. There's the children's clubhouse the neighbors put up last year that kind of blocks the tiny view that we had of mountains. And there's the open trench the other neighbors dug in the front of our house to access the power line that's still there months later. And Janet thought 
that's all I want for Christmas, for annoying things to just go away. It's so thoughtless. It might even be a violation of our legal rights. She was getting more and more frustrated and angry until she finally turned to the Lord and asked for his help. And then she looked down at her Bible and guess what she read? This is where her eyes landed. Love your neighbor as yourself. She had just randomly opened to those words spoken by Jesus. Who says the Bible can't speak to us today? The Lord helped her lay aside all offenses and think about what it means to really love our unbelieving neighbors. Jesus can change our hearts. He changed what Janet wanted for Christmas. So she ended up praying for our neighbors for their good, for their salvation, for the Lord to come into their lives and give them his great peace. As believers in Jesus, we already have the greatest gift and no one can take him away from us, but we can give him to others. And that's what Anna did. Anna the prophetess who was in the temple the day Mary and Joseph brought the baby Jesus in to be dedicated to the Lord. She received Jesus as the greatest gift in the world, a gift so great, so wonderful, so full of goodness. She didn't need anything else. And then she told others about him. We wouldn't even know about Anna if it were not for Luke, Luke the physician, a companion of Paul. He began his gospel by assuring his friend Theophilus that he could count on the things he had been taught because they were verified historical fact. Not only had they been passed down by eyewitnesses, Luke himself had carefully investigated everything from the beginning. He had gotten the story straight from the mouth of those who had been there. He obviously talked to Mary, who would have been an older woman by then. Luke says Mary treasured all these things up in her heart. She stored up those memories like gold and kept them all those years and then told Luke how it all happened, how the angel appeared to her, how she and Joseph went to Bethlehem to have the baby and how she and Joseph took the baby to the temple to be dedicated and met Simeon. Luke tells us about the encounter with Simeon, how he took the baby in his arms and proclaimed that his eye had seen salvation so he could die in peace. And then he tells us about Anna in Luke 2, starting in verse 21. There was also a prophet or prophetess, the feminine version, Anna, the daughter of Penuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying Coming up to them, at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Anna only gets three verses in the Bible, but in that brief description of her life, she gives us the three keys to having a Merry Christmas. Anna's heart had been simplified down to three basic things. And I don't know about you, But I want my heart to be simplified down to those three same things. You want to hear them? Well, here they are. Number one, she only wanted one thing. Number two, she was full of joy when she received that one thing. And number three, she shared that one thing with those around her. 
Let's look just a little more closely to those three things. Number one, she only wanted one thing. Anna had once been a young married woman with expectations of a happy life, probably with children and grandchildren. But after seven years of marriage, her husband died. And we can assume she was childless because from that point on, she spent all her time in the temple. When we meet her, she's 84 years old. Women married young in that culture, so she would have been a bride at about 16 at least, which meant she would have been widowed at about 23, which meant she had spent over 60 years every day in the temple. When Anna lost her husband, she seems to have simplified her life. Loss and pain have a way of doing that, of getting us painfully in touch with what really matters in life. Anna could have become a bitter old woman, but instead she turned away from everything else and she concentrated on the Lord. Luke says she spent all her time worshiping, fasting, and praying. Worship is a powerful simplifier. We can be so distracted by so many things, but when we turn to the Lord and begin to worship, we get a new perspective. The Lord gets bigger, more glorious more awesome. And whether it's joy or holy fear, it focuses our hearts. We see what really matters, what's ultimately true. Everything else looks different from the perspective of worship. Now, I know most of us can't do what Anna did. Step out of everyday life into the temple and spend all your time worshiping. But we can structure our days so we intentionally worship the Lord every day. We can even fast from time to time because fasting has a way of focusing our hearts. It's a way of saying to the Lord, I only want you. And we can pray, and not just about the things we want. I don't know whether Anna prayed for another husband, but there's nothing wrong with asking for the things our hearts desire. The Lord wants us to do that, but we can also ask him to change what our hearts desire. We can ask him to free us from all the competing desires that have taken hold of our hearts so that we can desire only for him, so that we can desire his kingdom. When the disciples asked Jesus to teach them to pray, the first request in that prayer was for our Father's kingdom to come and his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus wants to teach us to pray that way. I want him to teach me to desire that one thing above everything else, that Jesus would come and make himself known to the world and to me in all his glory. Anna just wanted that one thing. And for, well, 60 years, she'd consistently prayed for it. If you've joined us, you're listening to Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris, and I highly encourage you to visit haventoday.org and listen to the other programs in this series online. You can even, when you go online, see how you can share them with somebody else. When I think of Anna, I think of Psalm 130. There's nothing like praying the Psalms to have your heart focused on one thing. Listen to these lines. I wait for the Lord. My whole being waits. And in his word, I put my hope. I wait for the Lord. More than watchmen wait for the morning, Israel, put your hope in the Lord, for with the Lord is unfailing love, and with him is full redemption. 
He himself will redeem Israel from all their sins. So number one, Anna only wanted one thing. And number two, she was full of joy when she received that one thing. Luke tells us she walked up to Mary and Joseph just as Simeon took the baby in his arms and began to praise God. And in one short sentence, Luke sums up her action. She gave thanks to God. The thing she longed for and prayed for and fasted for had come. Jesus had come. And with the coming of Jesus came redemption. Israel, put your hope in the Lord. For with the Lord is unfailing love, and with him is full redemption. He himself will redeem Israel from all their sins. To redeem something means to buy it back. Jesus came to buy back God's people, to pay for their sins, to bring them back from alienation and separation and judgment and death, to pay the great and terrible price to bring them home to the Father. There was no hope in the world before Jesus came. It was always winter, but never Christmas. But God had made promises like that promise in Psalm 130. He himself will redeem Israel from their sins. Anna's heart was focused on that one thing. And when it came, she was full of joy. She turned to the Lord she had prayed to for 60 years and simply gave herself over to thanksgiving. That's the great thing about only wanting one thing. When it comes, when we finally have that one thing, our souls are completely satisfied. Even if your neighbors are blocking your view, even if things aren't the way you want them to be, even if there's a hole that's sitting in your front yard that you wish was not there, you have the one thing that matters. As believers, we've received that one thing. We have Jesus. We've been redeemed. I have that one thing. And I want to be like Anna this Christmas. I want to be filled with thanksgiving to God the Father for giving me Jesus. Anna had only one thing. I want only one thing. And I pray you only want one thing. Anna was second full of joy when she received that one thing. And then third, she shared that one thing with those around her. Luke says she began to speak to those who were waiting for the redemption of Israel now, keep in mind, Anna was a prophetess, which means the Lord had chosen her and appointed her to speak his words to his people. She knew who was waiting to hear that good news, and she had the privilege of delivering God's message to them. Believers have been doing that for 2,000 years, delivering good news of Christmas to a dying world that's dying for good news, whether they know it or not. What do you want for Christmas? If you only want Jesus, then you can rejoice because you can have him and you can start to share him with those around you. What child is this who lay to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping? Whom angels greet with anthems sweet while shepherds watch our keeping. Why lies he in such mean estate where rocks and ass are feeding? Good Christians fear for sinners here. 
unmistakable voice of Fernando Ortega, his version of What Child Is This from his Christmas Songs album. You're listening to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris. The program is called The First Christmas Songs. Now, please allow me to be a little forward. This would be a great album in your life this Christmas. With all the hustle and bustle going on all around you, this is an album full of peace 
peaceful carols, instrumentals that lead your heart in worship, and yes, bring you peace. Warm your heart and your home with the good news of Christmas found on this album. And one more Christmas gift suggestion before I give you our contact information. We still have the boxed set of Little Pilgrim's Big Journey, parts one and two, for your minimum gift to the ministry. These books are the perfect gift for children in your life. They won't be forgotten in January. The epic storybooks are filled with illustrations, easy to follow words, and they hold true to John Bunyan's original Pilgrim's Progress. And remember, you can get one for yourself. You can order one for a family you want to point to Jesus. And for your gift, we will also include a code for the free audio version of both books that you can download. Call us right now. Make your gift to the ministry, 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. And if you want to have either the CD or the book set by Christmas, we're paying for expedited shipping to make sure you have it in time. So would you please send a little bit extra to cover the cost of that? You can also visit us online, haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you so much for joining me. Won't you come back again next time? When again, we'll be sharing together this great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. The book of Revelation is so full of wild images and visions that it's extremely daunting to read, isn't it? But here's one story there that almost everyone agrees on, and it's about Christmas. Yes, Revelation with a Christmas story. Here it is. A woman, pregnant and about to give birth, chased by a dragon, called that ancient serpent. This serpent wants to eat the baby, put an end to him before he enters the world. But she gives birth to a baby boy, and Revelation 12 says this baby was born to rule the nations. The serpent did not win. Christ was born. Christ was taken up and sits on his throne today. Our king reigns now and forevermore. Spend more time with Jesus. Visit GetAnchor.com.